Christmas festive VAR episode of the Football Drop podcast. Hello. What was that intro? <laughs> was you going to say this is a New Year's episode and realise it's not New Year? I thought I thought that it would be something that because last one was the festive episode, so I thought we could do the New Year episode, but then we're going to talk about the festive se- season, right? That, so then. It's still festive, but not quite as festive as the previous festive episode. But it's not quite New Year because the New Year's episode, we're just planning in to see when we can do the New Year's episode. So yeah. it's kind of the Gooch, the Gooch episode. This is the Gooch episode. It's that type of year where nobody knows what date it is. Nobody knows what on earth they're doing. It's just one of those, uh, what day is it? Don't know. Just yeah, don't know. everyone, I'm feeling like I need to just not eat for the next six days. Because I've probably hadn't consumed so much food and alcohol and cheese Jeez. and stuff that I probably just need to not eat now till the new year. Yeah, I feel you, mate. I've had two massive Christmas dinners. Have you? Yeah, and I'm so full up. I'm so I'm still full up. I've just had so I... much turkey, so much beef, so much gammon. So many pigs in blankets. It's I was just gonna say, mate. I need to know how many pigs in blankets you've eaten. Okay, so Christmas, so the week leading up to Christmas, I had eighteen during the week. Now that's purely <laughs> because I cooked loads for work and then left them at home. Oh yeah, I remember getting the text. <laughs> yeah, my pigs in blankets at home. What a shame! I'll eat them when I get back. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I was so annoyed because I'd spent so long making, um, like making them and cooking them the night before. Like, I stayed up proper late to make them, which was a bit of a kick in the teeth. But no, so I managed to eat all eighteen of those. No, was eighteen. Can I just 20? say? Sorry to interrupt. So when you say making them, you yeah, mean okay, I you took them, them out of the pack? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wrapped it myself though. Oh, you wrapped them? <laughs> yeah, I wrapped them myself. Yeah. Right. Um, and then. What else have I had? Oh, I've had a, a pigs and blanket bap from Greg's on the Thursday. Ooh. So that's another two. Two or three? Maybe three. So pigs and blanket count. What are we at? So what are we at? 21. We're at 21. I had th- was it two or three on Christmas Day breakfast. I think it was two on breakfast. I'm going to say three. No, always always no, level up. Was two. Yeah, it was two because I cooked ten. So we're in packs of eight, so I cooked ten. Um, and then we had none at Laura's parents because they don't do pigs in blankets with their dinners, which still I, I blows know how my mind. You are blows about a month in mind. advance. I get told this story. <sighs> I am. So... <laughs> I'm gonna say so. So what Laura's mum does is she does like sausage meat instead. So mm-hmm. she did a couple of them in squares and sliced them up. Then she did sausage meatballs. I'm not going to lie, the sausage meatballs were fucking banging. I think I had six of those. 
No, maybe oh, five. Wow. Five. Five, I think. Um, so yeah, they were nice. And then Boxing Day, so yesterday, uh, I had two cold while I was waiting for dinner. And then I think I had ten with dinner. Maybe eleven. Right, so maybe eleven with dinner. So oh, about and in the morning, in the morning, I had two more with breakfast. So I would say you're probably just shy of forty pigs yeah, in blankets. Right. And the Christmas spirit and the Christmas festive period is not over yet. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you could definitely hit a half century. I reckon you could go full cricketer <laughs> and go aim for a century. Yeah. Century, basically, like four balls. <laughs> four days worth. Bang, 50. <laughs> yeah. This is a test for you. He's, Mate, he's in I a test think, series. I think I'm going to go to Tesco after this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, can I just have uh, a pack of 12 chipolatas? I've still got a pack of streaky bacon in the fridge. We're all good. All good. Jesus. I did have bacon with these as well, by the way. Yeah, no, I know. No, you, on breakfast, I've had bacon you sandwiches. Would have had, yeah. You would have had pigs in blankets, and then you'd have had sausage and bacon. <laughs> well. I, didn't have, no, I didn't have extra sausage. I just had extra bacon, though. Wow. Yeah, man. That's amazing. And did you say you had, like, ten of those pork balls things that her mum makes? No, I got five or six. Okay, that's definitely come down. No, I didn't say, no, I didn't say ten, honestly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Wow, it's not bad, is it? You've had, you've had a lot of sausage, mate. I've had a lot of pork because I've had <laughs> I had six or seven slices of gammon at Dad's yesterday as well. Oh wow, okay. Oh, we got a gammon to cook actually. That reminds me. Oh, what time are you cooking? I fucking love gammon. Yeah, I don't know. I might do it tonight. Tell Sal I'll be over. Yeah, maybe she just expects that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just I love like, how. Yeah. Sorry, I love how I saw you on Christmas Eve. And chatting away, obviously gave you your presents and stuff, so ready for Christmas Day. Gave the kids, uh, obviously brought the kids' presents around as well. And Sel just literally didn't even really properly offer me a drink. Just kind of went, Chepsy? As if to say, yeah. just sort of nodded. She just assumed, yeah. she knows. She just knows now. She knows. She's a good girl, she knows. She's Love just that. like, yeah, this guy wants Chepsy. Mate, when you come around next, I reckon Chepsy and Pigs in Blankets will just be on the arm of the chair. Oh, mate, don't. Don't toy with my heart. Don't toy with my heart. (laughs) Oh, mate, don't do that. God, I'm I'm excited at the thought of it. This is amazing. Yeah. You need a minute. You need a minute. Oh, okay. We can continue. We can continue. Cool. Thank you very much for those presents, by the way. I really liked my my little book. Have you read it? Jacket. Yeah, uh, not fully. No, I've read. I've read most of it, um, but it's just it's just getting the time. I've not really had the time, mate, to do anything. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, Jack was like, "Okay, this is this is you," and oh, I'll be the keeper. I'll be the keeper. So I think I might have to get him one. But yeah, it's a book of basically me being a fan. Arsenal get so many injuries. I get drafted in, score the winner for, to win the Premier League, and then I'll play the next game and we win the FA Cup. So I get the doublé for the Gooners, uh, but mate, honestly, that is that was banging. Thank you so much. You're, uh, you're welcome. I saw it and was like, "Yep, gotta get it." I think I saw yeah. that in about September, October. Oh I had, really? I had it saved as a link, ready to rock and roll on my computer. 
literally oh, got, you know the it. sticky notes thing I've got. I've literally just had loads and loads of links and stuff ready to rock and roll. Brilliant! No, that was that was superb. I felt I felt bad because I just got your mug. Yes, that was a, a very tasteful mug, wasn't it, Will? Thank you. Have you it got that? It's very work sweet. Today? No, I haven't actually. I haven't, mate, I haven't even been downstairs yet. Oh really? I actually rolled out of bed and was like, right, need to do the podcast in half an hour. Right, let's get in the PC, get in the, the office, sorry. Get in the PC. <laughs> Sit in the BP case. <laughs> uh, get in the office, get ready, rock and roll. Okay, once we've done this, I'll uh, venture downstairs, get some breakfast, and crack on with work, sadly. Yeah, that is sad for you. Fuck. Yeah, man. It's As you said, it's that, that sort of weird time of the year where you're like, oh, well, I've got to work now. Some people are mm. off, some people are working. You just never know. You can't really make plans for anything. But the only bonus no. is working from home. There's no yeah, travel, which well, is nice. We're tackling, we're tackling IKEA on Friday, so wish us luck. Yeah, hopefully, the, hopefully the relationship lasts. <laughs> that is, but especially on Friday. When are you go on the Thursday, it's a little bit quieter. Oh, we got kids tomorrow. We got a oh, kid-free day with you. No chance. <laughs> no. Now, got a kid-free day Friday and Saturday, so we thought, what more, what best to do than to end the relationship as we currently have it, um, and argue in IKEA car park. Mate, it is proper <laughs> stressful, isn't it? It is. It genuinely is a test for couples. I think it's. I think it's the the getting the stuff into the car, or like <clears throat> one of us being like, yeah, no, that'll get in the car. That'll get in the car. <laughs> And then the other one looking at the other one with like absolute content, like, what the fuck are you on about? Um, yeah. And then you're in the car park, and then, see, told you. Uh, uh, and then it just starts from there. But Selge did say, if you if you get some food for me from IKEA, what do they, do they do like meatballs? meatballs. Yes, mate. <laughs> yeah, if you get, I've never had a meatball from IKEA. Honestly, I hadn't until three and a bit years ago. Changed my life. It changed your life. Wow, what a Laura statement. and I had this the day we IKEA got engaged. meatballs changed my life. Changed my life. I think we've got a title. Oh, really? It's either that or the Gooch episode. One of the two. I yeah, like them both. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the IKEA meatballs, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like the Fair Gooch plan. episode won't quite... I'd say won't quite explain what the episode's all about. But obviously, IKEA meatballs, everyone will understand exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, you had that the day that you got engaged? Yeah, that was our romantic lunch together. Do IKEA you know what, meatballs mate? chips. I still don't think I'm over your engagement party. I think there's still a little part of me that's still a bit pissed. Really? I mean, you did yeah. drink a hell of a lot. Mate, I, I'm still struggling I think I'm going to quit alcohol. I think that's it. I'm done. I think yeah, I've sure. consumed all my alcohol that I can. You're going to quit alcohol and I'm going to quit eating pigs and blankets at Christmas. All right, fair play. Yeah, but yeah, about as both as likely. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, what's been happening in the news then? What has been happening? Should we move on to the news? Yeah. Jim Ratcliffe. 25% of Man United. Done dealio. Oh. Nice. Oh. 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 Yeah, done deal now. Yeah. Done deal. Done deal. Done done. Done done. Has that, think? or is that going to change Man United's fortunes? Potentially. 
will they change their manager in the future or in the well not too distant this, future I should say this is always the thing isn't it because I think we saw it with Todd Bowley at Chelsea where he came in and got rid of uh, Potter mm. uh, brought in Poch eventually um, so yeah I think that is a real possibility I think Ten Hag is one of is definitely under pressure um, a little bit <laughs> a little bit less under pressure than after yesterday's result, which we can go into later. But yeah, it's an interesting one because he's going to take charge of sort of some of the some of the more like the um, was he sport is he sporting director? Is that his role? No, that's Dave Brailsford, I think, isn't it? Oh, of course, yeah. No, he's taking on. He's he's more so involved. The whole he's footballing over... side, aren't they? From him and the yeah, company and the, stuff. From the so the Glazers are still involved, of course. But yeah, I think he's taking on that Actually, responsibility. They, they still yeah. make even more money than they could have made because they're greedy fuckers. But yeah. But yeah, I think I think it's a I think it will be a good thing to 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 take the Glazers away and have Ratcliffe there with a share in in the in the company as you know they probably are um <clears throat> so i think you know if he's got that controlling stake uh so not controlling stake but he's got a stake in the club he can have some control over what have what decisions happen in the board he's been wanting to buy man united for so long now he's remained quite persistent so he obviously loves the club um and if he loves the club and he wants him to be successful i personally think ten hag should leave that is bold that is bold do you think what are your with thoughts? time? I don't know. I, I just I, I'll always compare it to the situation that we had at Arsenal with Arteta. I mean, he was on the brink of getting sacked. He we were yep. in dire form, couldn't do anything properly, and now look at us. They they kept with him. You know, I think Ten Hag's got a very difficult job with a because they've got a very crappy basic team. They've got a lot of egos there, a lot of high earners that don't deserve to be there, don't deserve to play for the badge, don't deserve to wear the shirt. So I think for them, it's a similar situation. You know, they've got Martial, which is like Ozil, basically, in a similar situation. He's on loads of money, does nothing for the team anymore, has a oh. crap attitude. Um, wow. They've got players like Sancho, who's going to be similar to Aubameyang. Doesn't do what he's told. Pisses about. And there's now been sort of acts from the team. So he could go in January, been sent away, don't train with the team anymore, you're not allowed to be here on the same amount of money as Aubameyang was, 350k a week. Yeah, they've got a lot of high earners there. Marcus Rashford potentially could go. You know, he's not been performing to the to the level he should be, he's been coming in for a lot of criticism lately. You know, I think they just they just need to have a complete refresh, bring in some younger, hungrier players, bring in some people from the youth team, which they're doing slowly but surely. Are they up to that standard? You've just got to give them time, and Ten Hag I could think, do that. I think I, I do I do agree with your with what you're saying. I can see the similarity. I, th I think you're harsh on Özil, but I always think you're harsh on Özil. Um, yeah, but you've got like a, 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 I would say a soft spot, but it's not even soft. It's like the squidgiest spot possible for Özil. Yeah, nice, nice use of the word squidgy. Squidgy, <laughs> but I. The thing with that, and it could be because I'm an Arsenal supporter, uh, just in case if you wasn't aware, <laughs> I think with that, Arsenal, I could see, 
the way Arteta wanted to play. I could see, I could see the project. I could see, I could just see where Arsenal were going. I could see Martinelli coming good. I could see Saka being great. I could see uh, like Thomas Party was doing things that Thomas Party was doing. You could see Erdegaard becoming a really, really great player and showing that potential that he needed. We had William Saliba on the peripheral who was like, why isn't he playing? He's he's top quality. Gabriel was doing okay. But then we've got Ramsdale and it's like, what the fuck? And then it's like, oh, okay, no, he's not too... With Man United, it's slightly different for me because I see Anthony and I see that, yeah, okay, he has got hu- he's got huge potential. But he is he's just he's just he's just a different player to like Saka or Martinelli because he's quite greedy. Um I see Rashford, who actually I think had a great game uh yesterday, so so did Garnacho. Um I think Hoyland will come good as well. So I think though that front three could be great. Mm. The problem um, with Hoyland though, just to to chime in just on this bit, is because he plays when Anthony plays. Anthony doesn't pass the ball, and Garnacho doesn't pass the ball to him. Yeah, not Hoyland, Garnacho. Hoyland's up front. Yeah, I know, but what, that's what I'm saying. When Hoyland plays with Anthony and Garnacho, oh, he gets right, no delivery because both of them cut inside and shoot. Whereas yeah. if they're crossing the ball to him, he's going to have more opportunities to score, which yeah. is why he barely sorry, gets a touch of the game, um, a touch of the ball, sorry, when he's in a game with them. Hmm. I think the same could be for Jesus. The way we, the way Arsenal play at the moment, it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, but 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 going back into the into the middle of the field, I don't like Bruno because I just think he's selfish. I think he's just strops. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a natural leader. He's, I don't think he's strong enough to captain the team personally. But man, you know, we're talking about Man United here, yeah, and that ain't know. that isn't that isn't it. Scott McTominay has been their saviour almost, but. Is he good enough to be in a Man United team? I don't, I don't know. Ferran has not been strong. They've got um, Evans, Maguire. Maguire could be great, but isn't. <clears throat> I just I just don't see that project coming coming into it. And then we look at the style of play. Up until yesterday, I, di- I didn't know what Man United style of play would be. Yesterday was a very different game. I think they played very well against a very good Aston Villa team uh, in the second half, especially. So I just, I just can't see what that project is, and that's where, that's where I think Ten Hag needs to go, and we need, they need to get somebody in who can figure out what Man United style of play is, what they want it to look like, how they're going to, how they're going to do it. Because at the minute, I just think they're just like, oh yeah, let's just bomb forward mm. and and try and give the ball to Anthony, and he'll it, it, see if he can score. <laughs> no, I, I, I do see a point with the, the whole sort of play style thing but I know watching me talk about this sort of over Christmas who do they bring in? Potter? Maybe, well yeah you that said, could be a reenactment of the Chelsea situation you you had a great shout with Thomas Frank when you said Frank I was like Thomas Frank when you said Frank you said Frank and I was like mm. my Lampard are you mad? <laughs> and then I mean, he was we'd like, love Thomas. that we would love that as Arsenal that fans great. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, Thomas Frank, you know, he's done he's done very well on a, a tight budget at Brentford. Albeit he's brought in lower calibre players at Brentford because of the budgets and so he's obviously used his Scandinavian connections and stuff to bring in 
almost hidden gems from from that sort of uh, region. But that's not to say that they can't do that at Man United. Bring in hidden gems from Scandinavia. You reckon that's where it is? So Hjoyland could be the first, the start of many. Could be. It could be. You don't know. I mean, he's got some good players at Brentford that are doing well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I agree. Obviously, with Man United, you've got a bigger budget. You've got bigger regions to, to scout from, bigger scouting networks generally. And you've got, no, it's no disrespect to Brentford, but you've got a much bigger pool because of the calibre and history. I think Brentford would agree with you, yeah. Um, yeah, in, in interesting one. So I think we started off with Ratcliffe taking over at United and yeah, descended into, <laughs> into why Ten Hag shouldn't be there. But yeah, I, it, yeah, I think it will be interesting to see what's going to happen in the coming days. I think, sorry, coming months, I think Ten Hag has, has secured his position going into 2024. Which um, which will be interesting, but yeah, I, I do agree. It could be a could be a, a, a an opportunity for a project, and it could be something that Ratcliffe buys into and goes, "All right, you got to the end of the season. I want to see I you play good football him. by the end of the season." Yeah, I, I do think now that they will give him to the end of the season because, as you said, they've shown glimpses. So yeah, it could be a bit of a bit of a turning point, though. Yeah, the other team in Manchester, they continue to. Uh, be, be, the, be the best team in the world winning the World Cup they beat Fluminense 4-0 uh, in the final um, that competition what do you actually think of it like the it's Club farce, World Cup isn't it? it's just an absolute joke the, it just, just highlights the level of European football generally compared to everywhere else like, it's entertaining games but holy crap you should not be beating the team 4-0 in the final I mean, it was, and, and it could have been 4-0 in the FA Cup but yeah it, it could it could have it could have been more I mean City haven't got De Bruyne or Haaland yeah. in their team so, so they're missing the, the two arguably their two best players I mean was Rodri playing did Rodri play the final uh, Joe, I, I think, think I think he did yeah I think he went off injured didn't he actually in that game oh that's nice yeah he did hear. He went, yeah, he went off injured sort of late on. So, so they're almost, so they're missing two, two of their best players, and they're thrashing them four 0 in a final. Like, mm. yeah, bit, bit mad that one. Um, it would be great to see, and I think you know, just to kind of touching on like the this Super League kind of idea. But every four years, wouldn't it be great to have a big Club World Cup like that? I know they're expanding the Club World Cup and stuff now, but to be able to have. You know, like two or three teams from there playing the Prem for a season or something like that. Just something weird and wonderful. I think it would just be amazing to have that. But I think the Club World Cup, you know, the changes they're making will make that a little bit more interesting. Especially for viewers to actually see these teams play a bit more. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of this is going to be taken away, isn't it? I think if you look at lots of the way the way the ESL's gone, and you know, they're, they're, it seems like Saudi Arabia is the place where they want to take a lot of the sporting events, like the boxing at the weekend. That was done in Saudi. Uh, I think a lot of the ESL games were looking to be played abroad. I think Saudi Arabia will be like, "Yep, yeah, come here. We, we've got some yeah. of the best stadiums now." Yeah, we've got twelve thousand. So, 
Yeah, so I think, you know, <laughs> I think the, the, the game as it is, is going to be taken away from the fans and, and shown whoever's paying the most money. Yeah, I think it, it's changing to a global scale, which is great for general access for fans. But for actual spectator fans who go to these games, it's detrimental to them. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's mad. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think Manchester City uh, have won. They won five trophies in a calendar year now, which I think is the most for an English team. But That's crazy. The the quality of their team can't be can't be undermined. But for me, and it could be a biased thing. It could be whatever and, and 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 I think it's overshadowing and I don't know what other people I'd be interested to hear what other people's thoughts are if you look uh, up there this is so bad how many times have you done this now <laughs> <laughs> you can get in touch with us um, and let us know your thoughts uh, uh, <laughs> what was I saying Oh yeah, literally so, no idea. Not Manchester a clue. City, uh, Manchester City are facing 115 charges for financial fair play uh, irregularities, shall we say? They've not even got to a point of charging. They're still they're still fuck arsing around. <laughs> just just do it. Just fuck just fuck them over, mate. Yeah. Because it's clear and uh, if this was VAR, they'd be like, this is clear and obvious. Let's just do it. So, um, are you saying that everything they've won over the last sort of ten years or so, uh, there's that little asterisk next to it? For me, there, there always is. Yeah, when I look at Manchester City's treble win, I don't see it as a treble win like the United team did. And and this is coming from me, like that was a proper win. Like the treble, the Manchester United team was a proper team. Like. I hated everything about them and I hated everything about that treble win. But because, especially as it came the year after Arsenal won the double. like Yeah. But I think Man United, that Man United team was outstanding. This Manchester City team are outstanding. But like you say, there's just that thing of, yeah, but they've, you know, they've broken FFP. Yeah, no, so, I, I totally agree with you. I do totally agree with you. Hi guys, please email us at footballdroppodcast.hotmail.com with your comments, feedback, any funny stories you'd like us to share on the pod. We want to hear it, we love the feedback, we love the comments, we want to share it. I mean, we probably won't even remember to share it, we'll probably forget. But email us anyway, footballdroppodcast.hotmail.com But coming on to, staying with FFP just for a second. Uh, so well done Man City, yeah, great job. Um, <laughs> just staying so bitter. Did you, and this is going to cheer you up actually. So, talking of bitter, I think we're about to see Ben, a bitter Benjani. Oh, here we go. Uh, Barcelona nah, could be expelled from the Champions League because yeah. of their FFP breaches. Oh, what a day. Love this news, Will. Mm. That's good. So with, so, with the ESL, FFP. Barcelona might not be in the Champions League. That's more than uh, more than what uh, sorry less than what they deserved. They should be banned less, forever. 
They should be kicked out of La Liga as well, I think, to be honest with you. Maybe they could play in the uh, South American League. It's only next to them, isn't it, in Portugal? They could do that. Yeah. Yeah. That made that that that's fantastic news. Pure ba- I've got a bit. Uh, do you know what? I've got a bit of beef with you actually on your bands. Why? Just because when like you just you just kick a man when they're down. Like I made an error on the predictions. I held my hands up. I apologise. I said I'm fucking annoyed with it. I post the new predictions up. <laughs> ben is straight there. <laughs> oh, I hope the fixtures are right. Oh God, bore off, mate. Well, I was just stating a stating a fact. I was hoping. Yeah, but I can. I was hoping I it would just... generate conversation within our socials. No, that's you what I was thinking. Oh, no. I can just see you no, there, right? Phone in hand, licking your lips, going inside your head. You go, <laughs> this will fucking show him. Uh, is the fixtures uh, correct this week? What a freak that was. I feel yeah. sorry for Selge. If that's what you do, Selge, when I had some sex, <laughs> that's just so fucking creepy, mate. How did you know that was my come to bed voice? Oh, Selge has told me so many times. <laughs> so many oh, times. Honestly, there's so many mum jokes in here, yeah, but let's, which, just, let's just let's just crack on. Let's, let's just, just crack on. It. Let's let's talk about some nice news, shall we? Rebecca Welch <laughs> was the first female ref to referee a game in the Premier League. And Samuel Allison was the first black well, man, but to referee for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, which Thanks is for mad. clarifying he was a man, yeah. That's nice. Well, you know, there are some Samuels that might not be a man. No, it's just nice to clarify, yeah, so the listeners yeah. know exactly what content they're getting. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a nice time it's for the mad, Prem, isn't it? though, isn't it? It's mad that since... I've forgotten the, the, the person's name. It was Sean something who was the lines yes yeah that was a long time ago uh actually when that first happened and now we've had a female referee yeah i think it's i think it just shows how progressive the premier league is becoming but it's not enough was it not enough what what needs to be done to make it better for you then that that is 2023 that we should have more women officiating, more black people officiating, more black managers, maybe even a woman as as a manager for a for a men's team. We've got men mm. managing in the women's league. You know, I think I feel I feel like it could be more could be done to tackle sexism and racism in football. Do you know what I'd like in football, especially with the referees to begin with? It just have good referees. The <clears throat> the refereeing in England is is appalling. It's yeah, it's absolutely dire. But just have some good referees would be nice. Yeah, and then okay. you know if they've got different sort of backgrounds and varied backgrounds that can you know bring it up and and sort of showcase minority, then fantastic, great, and kind of break that stigma and the, and the, the sort of preconceptions of it. Then absolutely, that's great. But let's just get some good refs, please. That'd Fair nice. play, I agree. Where have you be got, Brett? Lovely. Um, I just wanted to talk. I know it's it's happening again, but it's going to be a big talking point. The Burnt Leno shove on the ball boy. Oh, mate. I liked Burnt Leno. I, when he was at Arsenal, when he left, I said, like, oh, I wish you nothing but the best, man. All right, and then when Adele. he did that. Huh? All right, Adele. 
wish you nothing but the best for you. Is that a song? Yes, mate. Um, I agree with you, yeah, but no, no, come across as such a lovely guy. <laughs> I love it when you... Yes, mate. Right, anyway. Yeah, just move on. Just lost. Absolutely lost that. Um, honestly, just the way you talk to me sometimes, just like, oh, you're a cunt. <laughs> mate, it's not, not, I didn't do anything like that. <laughs> you do. I said a joke you and do, you, was, you didn't get it, so I moved on. <laughs> Listeners want just good the way you content. Make me feel, ben. Okay, cool. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> no. What was you saying about about your thoughts on Leno? That you love him? Well, yeah. No, I, I thought actually he's a nice guy. I quite like him. And then when he did that, so did you see it? Yeah, I seen the shove. Do you want to tell the listeners what happened? So the ball boy was kind of just holding on to it a little bit longer, but but Leno was rushing to get it back to get it back in play, and he's kind of taken. Correct me if I'm wrong, he's taken the ball off him and then shoved him. And then shoved him, yeah. Why? It's not as though he's holding it on. It's not like the ball boy with um, uh, Eden Hazard way back when, where he's proper holding on to it and like Hazard's kicking the ball off him. That's different, because that ball boy, in my opinion, was being a complete knob, trying to slow the game down deliberately, which I, I get, that's what they all do. But... Yeah. This one for Leno, he wasn't slowing the game day. He just, he, he just wasn't in that half a second giving him the ball. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, it, it seems out of character from what we've ever seen from Leno. Obviously, we've not yeah. had the opportunity to interview him on this pod yet. Um, but, but Leno, if you're listening, reach out. We'd love to have you on and hear your side. Well, I think as well, yeah, but definitely, yeah, definitely do that, Ben. Because obviously you'll be listening. Um, <clears throat> you'll be one of the three people that do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Leno, Iwobi, and you. But <laughs> <laughs> they love us in Fulham. Um, yeah, I think. Then he went over, and he gave the like the lad a little cuddle, uh, and then he sort of came out and was like, "Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. hands up." I'm like, "What are you doing?" I don't know whether him going there after made it worse. Yeah, oh, I think it did because he's like, oh, yeah, my bad, my bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it was your bad. Like, you're you're not. I know it wasn't a big shove. I know it wasn't like the end. Like, it wasn't, it didn't hurt the kid. But it's like. The kid looks up to people like him, though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All kids do. All Jack, kids like, look Jack up to Burton. Jack wants to be a goalkeeper. Like, if he's. If he looks at that and then he's like, okay, so I have to just shove people like that. Thank God he's not a goalkeeper in the days of uh, Jens Lehmann. He'll just be running out and pushing people over <laughs> left, right, and centre. Punch them but, in the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gorner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it seemed a bit of a, a strange shove, that. Strange shove. Strange moment. A moment of madness, some may say. A moment of madness. Yeah. But yeah. I completely agree. Anything else from you, or do you want to move on to the Premier League? Hi, guys. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you don't miss a thing. How could you? Instagram is at Football Drop Podcast, Twitter is at Football Drop Pod. Thanks, Will, for that. Or just search us on Facebook, Football Drop Podcast. I think we should because we had quite a lot of games already happening. 
<clears throat> we have one did, and a half when did rounds we last of record? games. When's I don't know. It was just before the Villa game. Uh, before Villa Sheffield, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was a Friday. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Villa drew one all with Sheffield United. Yeah. Shocking bit, result. Bit of, a, bit of a shocking one, wasn't it? Because they actually looked like they could have lost that. It was only because Zaniolo scored in the 97th minute that they drew. Proper desperate um, times. But Sheffield United are awful. Okay. Go on. Just, I, I, I think the goal was lucky. I think the goal was kind of gifted them by Villa. They just had a bit more space at the back than Villa normally do. But just... Like the whole, the whole play of Sheffield United is awful. They don't seem to offer really anything going forwards. Their defensive line is just all over the shot. I just yeah, they're just not a Premier League level team by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't think I mean they they're looking better than what they were at the start of the season. To be fair, they do look a little bit more organised. But it just makes you wonder how the hell they got um, promoted. Well, yeah. Uh, I, think goes, I think that just shows you the levels where uh, the Premier League and the Championship are at is, is so yeah. far removed. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I, I, think, I think they were better than they have been to get that draw. I think they were certainly better than they have been, but I don't think Villa were as good as they have been. I think that's the only reason yeah. Sheffield got that draw. I think they were. I think Villa just kept missing chances. I think that they were still all right, but yeah, that they were nowhere near as 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 good as they have been. But you know, Sheffield. But I think you're right. Defensively, Sheffield are really poor. Uh, I think was it Burns who's had this, more red cards than goals this season. McBurney, sorry, Bonnie McBurney. Yeah, I think yeah. McBurney, yeah. Was he had two red cards? Two, two red, red cards, one goal. One goal. <clears throat> uh, two, well, two from the weekend now. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a funny one. They sit bottom, bottom of the table, um, nine points from nineteen from eighteen games at this point. Nineteen <laughs> games. That's terrible, isn't it? That is so uh, bad. Yeah, so really bad. bad. I don't think there's one hit. more game. Sorry, one more game than I expected. Sorry. Yeah, but I I thought they'd probably draw a few more than what they've got. But they they're just yeah. awful. I'll be surprised yeah. if they. I know. I think this a couple of weeks ago I said they'll probably hit fifteen or so. I don't know whether they will at this point. Just looking uh, at their performances, I know they've got a draw against Villa, and there will be teams that take them for granted because it's Sheffield United. You know, they're going to be the whipping boys of the league this season. Yeah, but you know, they'll get a few points from there. But I, I just don't, I don't see them doing anything really. To be honest with you, just don't see them doing a thing. No. West Ham, Man United. Solid two 0 win from West Ham, but two teams that I feel are quite unpredictable this season. Yeah. West Ham are going about their business quietly, effectively. No, they're, they're they're delivering more than they're not delivering, but they just have they just seem to have an upset in their game in their in their squad. 
every now and then they'll just put in an awful performance. You think, where did that come from? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's not it's not going to be nice for me to say, but I think Antonio getting that injury has probably been a blessing in disguise for West Ham Ooh. because they. How <laughs> nice! But but they've with it's the Kudas, Bowen, um, and uh, oh my God, what's his name? Alvarez. Alvarez, no, the winner, the other winner. Oh my God. Ben Rama. Quetta. Because Pequeta. they have he plays in, they... in centre, mate. But yeah. Oh sure. Uh, I think has been absolutely fantastic. You know, you know, Paqueta has been playing on the wing, right? Yeah, but he's not a winger by trade. Oh, okay, right. He's sort of, um, he's, he's that winger that cut. He's, he's kind of like um, Saka in a way. He doesn't right. like who's the winger. Sorry, it kind of like Erdegaard or someone like that. So they do drift out but generally they're in that middle cutting inside and and making those passes number 10 yeah so it's not not a winger more like a yeah an eight or a 10 an 8 or a 10 well he's number 10 for West Ham but he play, so he's been playing on the wing and they've been doing that sort of transitional haven't they where they sort of change positions across the front three with Ward Prowse sort of sitting behind in almost that number 10 Role. Um, but those three have been really, really good. Because it's interesting when I said the other winger and you said Alvarez, he's been playing as a kind of a number eight. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen him play really much. So no. I thought he was a new signing. Suchek in the middle there as well. Oh, no, Suchek. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Not really enough room for Paqueta to be in the middle, I would say, arguably. <laughs> It doesn't be bench one of them. <laughs> this, honestly, this feels like payback for that fucking predictions comment. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, back back to the point though. Um, yeah, West, West Ham are doing were, well. They are good. Man United were not good. No, and that's just Man United this season, isn't it? Yeah, it's Man United this season all over. And They've lost a... more games this season than in any other Premier League season, if I'm not mistaken. Man, we're only halfway through. Eight games they've lost. <laughs> insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Can't be right, can it? Yeah, it probably is. Jesus. Sounds about right. Good old. Because um, they've been spanked a few times as well. Yeah. They have. Most most recently by West Ham. With Paqueta on the wing. Yeah, I don't know whether it's a spanking. It's like 2 0. It could have been worse. It could have. It could have been worse. I think Bowen could have had a couple more. Yeah. Bowen. Yeah. Um, Tottenham won, disappointingly. They beat Everton 2-1. Yeah. Another Rich Atkinson goal. Mate, how is Rich Atkinson scoring now? It's, it's really... just a bit of confidence, isn't it? So disappointing, though. Yeah. And Son as well. I think Son is, is a top quality player. Um, yeah, 
he's he's definitely up there with the golden boot, I think. Son scored as many goals as he did last season already. Very good. It's just that change is um, more centre forward for a lot of the time. And he's had that freedom now rather than just pass the ball with he's like, I want to take a shot. Don't just look for Kane every time. Take a shot. Yeah. Well, he can't look for Kane now. Well, he can, but it should be really far away. I don't, think he can, really... I don't think he can kick it that far. <laughs> can he kick it, though? <sighs> yes, he can. Uh, and Paul, though. Oh, very sorry. good. Huh? And Paul. Very good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think they've... They've still got their weaknesses, but for or, what four months, five months or so now, have uh, been there. Well, six months maybe, June and that. He's he's transformed that team, which is disappointing to to see from an Arsenal perspective. Don't like it, Will. I don't like it. No, because it makes us but like Ange. I always like Ange. I've always liked Ange. I just don't like Tottenham. I hate Tottenham a this little bit less. This is the problem. El Problemo. Uh, Bournemouth Forest. Bournemouth are different class at the moment, aren't they? They are. They're hard to predict, I find. Hence why they I'm are. so bad at predictions this season. You are. Although I think you've won this week. You got one bang on. Yeah, I got the Liverpool bang on, didn't I? But Bournemouth three two against Forest, and Forest were at home, but they did get a red card. To be fair, yeah, that was the Willy Bolly one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Did you think that was for a second yellow, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't think that was a yellow. He got the no. ball. Yeah, I, you don't think it was a yellow because it wasn't a yellow, mate. He got he got the ball. And, and and actually, he was. I meant this. What this is a this is a reminder me. He didn't play yesterday because um, because he was suspended. Mm. I couldn't yeah, believe it. That's the problem with VAR. You can't overturn a yellow card once it's given. Mental. But they should have appealed, and I assume they I assume they did appeal, did they? No. What well, did they I not? Read anything. You can't appeal to yellows. You can't Can you appeal, no, you can't. You can only appeal a red card. You can't appeal oh, two yellows in a game. Oh, okay. That is that needs changing because that was a really poor. I mean, VAR yeah. is there to mess up the rest of football, so why not? Why not try and keep this one? <laughs> you sorted? say that needs changing, but it needs to be changing on the day. I don't think you should be able to appeal it after. What? VAR should it's... be able to overturn yellows during the game, but you should be able to appeal two yellows after because that is unfortunately part and parcel of football. If the ref and VAR haven't seen it, you deal with it. You can't then go and appeal, oh, well, we should have had a penalty at the end of that game, so we're going to appeal it, and then you get a penalty. You have a little penalty yeah, shootout that, and see how yeah, many points you can get out of it. You're comparing apples with pears there. Yeah, they're both what fruits, aren't they? Still the same you thing. Should, you should... Okay. You should Look at the bigger to, picture, but they're the same thing. You should be able... If, if someone's going to be banned for a game or two... How many, how many games do you get banned for for a two yellows? One. Is three. Is it one? It's three for a red card then. Yeah. Four so for the second, second red. You're going to be... Sorry? 
It's four. Uh, once you get a second red card, you get then banned for four games. Yeah, and what is it, is it? Two games if you get five yellows. Uh, no, it's one game. I think. Is it one game? Yeah, myth is next match. Yeah. We're good at this, aren't we? Anyway. Go on. Um, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're good at this then. <laughs> so. Don't take my glory, Bill. I, th- I think if you're going to be banned for a game, there should be an appeal process. No, I don't think so. Oh, that's it then. No, I think yellow cards is... If if you overturn the yellow card, I think if we gave VAR the power to overturn the yellow card during the game, then But will he bully them? But Forrest have lost the game because Bolly got sent off. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, what I agree because with Because of that. So yeah. they should be able to interfere and say, Nafam, that is not a, that is not a second <laughs> jet yellow card. That is not... A yeah, red I agree. card offence. I agree with you on that, but there shouldn't be something after that. Because if VAR yeah, don't deem it a, a thing, then no. VAR is the best thing in the world. Ah, oh, you're, Sorry, you're supposed irritating to be, me now. Supposed to be the best thing in the world. But it's not. But if they could overturn it and they had the power to overturn the yellow, then you wouldn't need that appeals process. Because the appeal would be, well, we go to the ref and the VAR and look at their match reports and stuff. There's no grounds for it. So see you later. Fair enough. But yeah, going back to the point, Bournemouth are smashing at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Iriola has got them playing really well. They have. And then next game, Fulham-Burnley. Well, I don't know what Fulham are doing at the moment. I think Jimenez, red card. William is injured. Um, <laughs> I think they just, I don't. I don't know. It's almost like they've got a bit of a nosebleed. From being, you know, so high up after scoring ten goals in two games, yeah, they scored like, all their goals too early. Yeah, yeah. Where did Fulham get a goal? Who knows? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Honestly, go though, again. they 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 are. Where, where do Fulham get their goals from? Because they haven't got like a proven goal scorer in in their team. Even with Jimenez in there, I mean, Willian, you you could argue has been, but he's getting old now, and he's he's not not as good as he used to be. So, where do they get that consistency from? Well, I think this is proving the point because they they haven't scored. Yeah, they they didn't replace Mitrovic at all, did they? Obviously, he left quite late in the window, so I think the striker's got to be their their first priority in a couple of days' time when the window opens again. Which, yeah. by the way, I am buzzing for. Love the winter be... window. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be as good this year. I think I think Liverpool are expected to sign one or two. I don't think City will. I don't know that Arsenal will. Um, Manchester United might. Chelsea will inevitably sign eight players <laughs> for hundred million each, and then sell um, sell sixteen players for like ten million each. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. books the balance, lads. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got a ten-year deal. Now they voted for that though. That now haven't they? You can you can only spread the cost across five years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Chelsea weirdly enough voted for that as well because they'd already yeah. manipulated the law as much as they can. Yeah, they're like, they've done it now. We're fine. We've got Mudrick for eight years. Yeah. Let's not let's not have any other team fall for that shit. Let's both vote yeah, it out right now. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> You're not allowed to. We can't have that happen again. No but chance. We really suffered. Um. But yeah, so yeah, you're right. I don't know where Fulham get their goals from, but Burnley are looking to to click a little bit more now. They seem to be a lot more stable defensively. 
think James I mean, Trafford had a really good game. Mate, he made a. I can't remember if it, did they play the other day. Oh, I think it was against Liverpool where he made a cracking save. Or against yeah, he Fulham. made a couple against Liverpool. He was coming across and the ball was sort of dipping and swerving. He sort of changed hands. He was going for this and had to kind of get that one further up and tip it tip over and tip it wide. I can't remember if yeah. it was that game or, or the other one. They're all so close together now. But yeah, I think they're 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 doing okay now. They're doing okay. Yeah. Decent, decent. Um yeah, a bit very, of a shock upset. Luton Town won. Newcastle United nil. Yeah, that was the first game after Lockyer had his uh cardiac arrest. Uh they they brought on I think they're going to make it a thing now, aren't they? Where they bring on the shirt before the game, and yeah. uh, I think Townsend scored, and he went and grabbed the the um, the shirt as well to to parade it around, which was a nice thing. But yeah, great Lovely. goal from Townsend, uh, first goal for two years uh, for him, and I think he's he's starting to really find. He was struggling to find a team, wasn't he, Townsend? And I think he's he, he got off in with Luton, deal, isn't it? But he's doing really well. He is. Bit of Premier League experience there for them. Did you see he got the ball stuck on the roof as well? Oh, did he? No, I didn't <laughs> yeah, see that. it stuck on the roof. Someone had to go and get it. <laughs> Amazing. I did notice that he's got Townsend Senior on the back of his shirt now. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he? He hasn't always had that, has he? No. <laughs> and... I don't know. I don't know if that's just me getting old, but he doesn't seem like a senior. <laughs> How old is he? He's only got to be early He's in 30s. his thirty. Yeah, he's early thirties. I'm like, fuck it. Am I like Salisbury senior? I mean, technically, you are now that Jack's playing football. It's mad though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm gonna get your football show with Salisbury senior on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love this. When we all return to football, this is it. Getting football shirts. Salisbury Senior. Yeah. Fucking hell. Feeling it as well. Uh, yeah, well done. Well done, Luton Town. Newcastle, I know they're struggling with injuries. They don't they travel are... well, though, either. It's not just injuries. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but they did just play at home. We'll come on to that. But yeah, you, yeah, you are right. They're not, they're not travelling well um but tra- talking of traveling to travel to scouse land and go to anfield mm-hmm. and get a point is pretty good second teams take points from them this season at anfield which is amazing um i'm really interested and i'd like to have anyone who's listening to to give us your thoughts from a neutral perspective or a liverpool fans perspective of just how entertaining that game was. It was pretty end-to-end, wasn't it? I Yeah, I loved it. Even though I was an Arsenal yeah. fan, I loved that game. We were all over them for a while. Liverpool over us. There were some proper fluid counter-attacks. I mean, Liverpool's goal. I mean, that pass from Trent was fucking annoyingly world-class. Zinchenko uh, made it look better than what it was. That was yeah. But I don't want to take any credit away from Liverpool for that because Salah obviously twisted him inside out and Salah does what Salah does. Everyone knows that. Zinchenko proved that his defensive credentials are shit. Well, um, I don't... I think, I think that's harsh 
because he's in the penalty area. Zinchenko is has got so much on his mind of, holy shit, this is Mo Salah. I can't bring him down because then it's a penalty. I, I need, but I need to get a tackle in. Like, yeah, okay, he did flick a foot at him, but he could have done better. I do agree, but I don't You've know if that means that, that movement. You push yeah, him to the outside. The, the way Mo Salah moves, you you don't know where he's really going to go. You've got you've got an idea that he's going to bring it back onto that left foot and, and smash it, but Mo Salah might not. He could come in and then cut out again. So so you don't know where he's going. So you're like, uh, yeah, you, and you're almost like trying to guess, and then he takes it out, and it's like. I think Zinchenko was almost going to the left because that he was he took a gamble. He's like, oh, he's going. Left. Oh no, he's he's gone. He's hit it out. But and ah, oh, yeah, I, I agree honestly, with you. But I think he should be he should be forcing Salah to go to Zinchenko's left, not cutting in infield again. Because then the danger yeah. is less, and it gives us another second or two to get the defenders back in position, marking, getting their lines back, or whatever it may be. Yeah, but I agree. as that, I said, I don't want to distract right it from it. With hindsight. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate in the moment it's very difficult to sort of get that totally. Obviously, we're we're fan pundits, so you know we're always going to see it that way. But I don't want to detract it from what a fucking an, an incredible pass. But what a finish! The pass was great. The, the goal was great. Yeah, it was a good goal. <laughs> Wallet that in the fucking net. There was no way anyone was going to get that whatsoever. I think even if Raya was another foot taller and got his hands to it, I think that would have just snapped his wrist. It would have yeah. just snapped backwards. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm interested to know your thoughts on this because it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to say. But oh, I know what you're gonna v- say. The VAR and the handball rule has been consistent and an annoyingly consistent because I don't agree with the handball rule. But why did Liverpool not get a penalty when Erdegaard played basketball yeah. in the penalty area? <laughs> they said he fell. But he which I can kind of see he did sort of fall. But not really. <laughs> There's no right. Yeah, I agree with you. It looked so just on that quickly. There's no way he fell. Because you cannot transfer your weight by bouncing a football and going, oh, I'm back up again. Look, that doesn't happen. There's no <laughs> way a football will support the weight of a man. But the whole incident, when I watched it in real time, I was like, nah, that's bollocks. That's not a pen. It all happened so quickly. I was like, that's not a pen. Then I watched it in slow-mo about three or four times. I was like... We are well lucky we haven't got a pen here. But but what I don't understand, in most games, (laughs) as soon as the ball goes, like like literally, I've seen it where it sort of like grazes the hand. Yeah, pen. And they've gone, yeah, pen. (laughs) I touched it with his hand twice and nothing was given. And, And it's like, because he stumped, but because he was falling over, but... It doesn't. It doesn't matter. His arm is in an. Is in like not in a natural place. I. Th- no. I don't know whether it was just really intelligent play by her. I can't. I can't work out whether he meant to do it, and he deserves a round yeah. of applause for his intelligence, because he sort of brought his arm back in, and like, I, it was. 
it was mental how that wasn't a pen. And another reason why VAR just needs to be sorted. We just need to sort it. Yeah, it, VAR needs to be stripped back and do the the sort of obvious decisions, the ones that where the rules are black and white. It's not subjective. Anything that's subjective needs to be done by the on-field referee. And if he needs help, then ask VAR for their opinion and make a decision from there. But I yeah, think it needs to be stripped Why can't he go and look at the camera and just go, oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah, it's almost exactly. like with that, show me some video. Oh, referee, go, go and have a look at it, and then you know that the referee is going to go and look at it. He's going to get shown the ball at Erdegaard's hand, and then he's going to go right pen. Yeah. Actually, no, no, show him all of it. Show him it all. Show go yeah. go and show and show so it in real time, not just slow. Yeah, yeah, show yeah. it in real time yeah, as exactly, well. Yeah. Because like some yeah. of the challenges that you've seen flying about and stuff in real time, you go, oh, that's. I'm sorry, in slow-mo, you go, oh, that looks bad. You see like their leg like going the opposite way it should. But when you watch it in real time, they've slipped or whatever. Like Saka in this game slipped. You could see there was a slip just before, and that's how oh, he escaped mate. that second yellow. But watching the full uh, watching the full speed, I was like, well, he's off. See you later. And I was like, we are well lucky. But then looking at the replay, you can definitely see he slips. He doesn't mean to. And he immediately goes to help him up and says, like, you know, I'm really sorry. You could see that was a, a genuine mistake, and you know it was beyond help. But again, I, I think we were I, very lucky, very. Uh, lucky. Yeah, but so so a couple of things. I think Arsenal win, uh, not winning, Arsenal drawing is almost like a bit of a win for us, really. I think going to Anfield and getting a point is is great, and we would have taken that at the start of the game. Um, yeah. So I think. Doing that shows that Arsenal are really up for this title challenge, which is which is fantastic to see from from our point of view. And I think Liverpool waterlogging their pitch was another sign that that they really rate the way Arsenal play football because they wanted to slow the ball down, they wanted to make it a slippery surface, mm-hmm. um, which they did do. But <laughs> Saka taking out was it Sabozlai, yeah. and then. Klopp falling on top of him. Oh no, it was Simicas. Simicas oh, went off with yeah, a collarbone, sorry, didn't yeah, yeah. he? Simicas, and then he, he's hurt. He's broken his collarbone, hasn't yeah. he? Which, are, which is really sad, and like, that, that's not what you know anybody wanted. But it was funny. It to was watch hilarious to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but I love also the fact that Klopp went over, sprung straight back up. Didn't check on Simicas immediately. Sh- looked straight back at the game, and then looked and was like. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, no, he was like, ah, oh, that's a foul, blah, 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 blah. get Saka off. Blah, blah, blah. But Saka was just—it was just a good challenge it because was. you walked along to pitch, mate. Yeah, I, I saw nothing wrong with that challenge. I genuinely nah, do. Um, but yeah, anyway, they should have had a pen. But can we talk about the shit your pants moment where Liverpool had five players attacking us? So you say shit your pants? <laughs> Who was the one player that was back? Yeah, Declan Rice. Every time, Declan Rice. But My I'm sorry, God. as good as Declan Rice is, he, he ain't as good as five Liverpool attacking players, mate. We're just lucky they, they passed a Trent over anyone else. It well, I don't know if it was... Yeah, I don't know who it was meant for. Just slightly. It did. But I think Trent... Uh, sorry, I think Declan... Like, I, I'm not... I, I, I really like Declan Rice, just in case if you didn't know... But he is there. the The way he defended that was because he knew he was like he was backtracking. Like Salah is, it was Salah running with the ball, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He is quick. 
Declan Rice was running backwards, his strides were so big yeah, that he was I, kind I of keeping that. up with him. I was like, yeah. how is he running backwards as quick as Salah's running forwards? Yeah. Right? But did you see how rapid Trent was? But, yeah, but look, 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 I'm still talking about Rice here. Don't interrupt me. Sorry. But the ball was passed. Rice was bang on it. He was he ran straight for where that ball was going. And I think uh, there was a bubble, which, I, you know, I think probably, which is why he hit the crossbar. But I think Rice put him under pressure as well because he was straight on him. He was like straight there. Yeah. I'm, I, that ball is I am going for that ball. A hundred million pounds, mate. People were laughing at us. For, but for honestly, oh, let's pay West Ham more. Let's not buy anyone. Just give them more money for him. <laughs> I've seen so many memes <laughs> where everyone's like, "Look, just give West Ham Declan Rice back and then buy him for five hundred million." <laughs> <laughs> honestly, anyway, sorry, he has been. He, he's raised us to another level. He really has. It was one of those that most people knew that he'd be fine with that transition into, you know, a bigger club bigger team like pushing up to that next level within the leagues and stuff you know he's done it for England year on year for God knows how long now but there was always that slight reservation of oh can he do that or will he take a little while to integrate mate he just he started the first game hasn't looked back yeah let, well, I mean let's back. let's see what happens on tomorrow when he goes back um, yeah. but yeah I think it'll get a good reception though 100% There'd be no, they'd be mad to to boo him or whatever. Um, I want to talk about the Wolves Chelsea game in a not loads of detail, but a little bit here, because the so Wolves shoot your load, my man. And I know we've got uh, we've we've got a guest uh, coming on in the next couple of weeks who people will know. It is uh, fan favorite Ali Campbell. He's coming back for a few weeks with us to share his thoughts and uh, challenge us a little bit more to stop us being so biased. Um, but Chelsea were fucking awful. Yeah. So I was just, I'm just reading my notes here quickly. So Dizazzi oh, had God. a slip and fucked up and let them in. Wolves should have scored against any of the big, more clinical teams that would have been a goal. Thiago Silva slipped, gave the ball away. Again, could have been another goal with a more clinical team. Badia Shill slipped, gave the actual goal away in the end, which turned out to be the winning goal. Selfish Sterling, I've written down here. He decided he was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, but he also had Cole Palmer and I can't remember who else it was with them. And he decided to have a shot. All he has to do is side that to Palmer, that's a goal. But he's so selfish... And so, no, I'm, I'm the main man. This is what I'm doing. Cole Palmer could have just side-footed that in and it's an easy goal. I just think, what are they doing? Malo Gusto messed up again at one point, uh, tracking back. I don't know what he was doing. I generally don't know what he was doing. Just missed the ball completely. It's as though he dummied the ball, but he didn't have the ball. Like, Wolves were against him and he dummied it by jumping over it. I was like, what are you doing? Again, could have been another goal. They're just fucking Sorry. awful. Just had Selgin to try and wind me up. Sorry, I, I didn't listen to a lot of what you just said. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, but Chelsea were, were awful. Uh, Wolves deserved the win. Matt Doherty scored. 
Uh, his first goal again for Wolves now on his return. Okay. Yep. So yeah, happy days. What did you, you think of Nkunku then? Back now? Changes What's him. your thoughts? Changes him completely. Yeah. Scored on his debut. Good looped header. He had a goal cleared, uh, had a shot cleared off the line as well, so that could have been a goal. Um, so what are you, what are your thoughts? So you, so you wanted to talk a little bit more about Chelsea. What do, you, what do they need? What do they do? What goes on? They need more communication and need to gel as a team. Because there's a lot, there was a few slips, weren't there? Like I say, a few slips. Was that, was that because Chelsea were poor? Or was that because of a similar situation to? The Arsenal game? No, because they're poor. Because the slips they weren't even necessarily slips; they were just mistiming. Just a bit slip ups, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But they they had sixty eight percent possession. They had sixteen shots. Five of those shots were on target. Um. So what? What you know? What? What's missing? They just what's need the more time piece? to gel. They just need more time. I think. So you don't think Poch needs to go? No, I don't think so. They've had so many changes and they need a bit of stability, but they, they were just awful. They just need some better coaching defensively to get that. They need a settled team. They've got so many players, I can imagine it's hard. I know Poch said earlier in the season they've got too, too big of a squad because he always likes working with small squads as well. They've just got too many players. Have too they? many players. Have they got too many players? Yeah, they've got... I think 34 people in that team. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, when he was at Tottenham, like say, he, he likes small squads, he would have had, he would have had 30 odd players in the Not in the first in the team squad. training, no. So they've got 33 but, or 34 first teamers yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me finish. So he would have still had 30 odd players in that squad that he would have needed. But, he he would have dropped them out because they wouldn't have been, you know, they're not going to be high profile names that probably Chelsea have got. But you stick, you you find your squad, and you stick to it. You you that's that's what you train with. The others are kind of uh, dismissed into into like reserve training or whatever it is. He can still he's still got the ability to do that. Is it that he doesn't know what his strongest squad is that he's not done that? Yeah, probably there is an element of that. Yeah, I think there is going to be an element. Um, of he still needs to find out what players are made of. I know they've had quite a few injuries, to be fair, as well. So it's hard to be hard to have that settled team. But yeah, I think he, he still needs he still needs time to be able to stamp his mark on the team or whatever and, and see what's happening. Yeah, but remains to be seen. Um, yeah, no, I see what you mean. I see what you mean, Ben. Thank you. Boxing Day games. Do you want Yesterday. to kick it off? Uh, yeah, so shall we start with Newcastle United at home, where they don't go away very well. No. Their home form dipped a little bit yesterday. Yeah, and Forest How don't travel good. well, do they? <laughs> How good were Forest, though? Nuno already hitting the mark with Forest. They yeah. Did they win? They won, didn't they? Oh, no, they lost to Bournemouth, that's right. So they won 3-1 against Newcastle. Chris Wood hat-trick went back to Newcastle and... Showed them what they were missing. Yeah. Christopher Kareem Benzema Wood. He was he was really good, wasn't he? He the the way Newcastle played was just to was just to run at them. They they played quite high, didn't they, Newcastle, in terms mm. of their defensiveness. 
Um, and they just, yeah, whipped, whipped the ball over. And Chris Wood did the rest, mate. Two good... That first goal was... Was was it his first goal? It was really good. I think it was his first goal. It was really, really good. Uh, and then to take it around the keeper as well. Yeah, I mean, mate. he's no Nick Pope, but still. Yeah, it's... I think Newcastle are suffering without Pope big time. I think just it, not even necessarily the ability wise, you know, that's definitely a factor. But I think the present side of things, because Nick Pope is just an absolute beast. It's absolutely yeah. massive. So even if you look at the goal, yeah. you've already he's already half beat you cause, just because he knows, well, I'm here. Try and get past me. You know, his legs are like 18 fucking feet long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, They've they've got a, they've got a few injuries, um, but they've had they've had a few people come back. So Longstaff's uh, back now. Joel Linton's coming back into the team after his little timeout. Livermento's back. Callum Wilson's back. Isak's back. So they're still they're still a little bit short, but not really. Um, but it's that defensive side now that they've they've lost, isn't it? A little bit. Who? Or Pope's out. Dan Byrne, is he he's still out? He's been a... No, Burns back. Burns was oh, playing. Was oh, okay. I yeah, he was still out. Botman, Botman was playing. Shaw was playing. Trippy was playing. So, <clears throat> oh, I didn't Nick Pope, yeah. Oh, I thought they were still out. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. So that's been their first team. That's their first choice. So it's a, uh, it's a funny one. I don't know if they can keep blaming it on that, and I don't know how much patience the board will have for Eddie Howe. We don't yeah, know. I we don't it... know. No. It, it, yeah, it's you, all delving into the unknown here, isn't it? With with Newcastle, especially. We just don't know anymore. So it's yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, Ben. It's an interesting one. Interesting. What did you think of uh, Bournemouth? Then Bournemouth three, Fulham nil. Uh, Dominic Solanke, fresh off the back of a Hattie, scored again. Great, mate! Absolutely fantastic. He's single-handedly dragging them through this at the moment. Clinical. Well, he's got. He's got the confidence. They're playing that style where it goes through him. I think yeah, that's how think, he's he's benefiting so much, isn't it? I think Bournemouth are just the way they're starting to play now is very direct. Up when they, especially when they're up up front, Sinistera seems to. He came from Leeds, didn't he? That seems to be a, a really good buy because I don't even think I think he was on sort of the peripheral at Leeds. Really, he wasn't playing all the time. I think only signed um, in the January window, though, Leeds. And they also oh, okay, yeah. play in the championship. Right. So it takes a little while to adapt. So he's only really had a year in English football. But he's he's definitely getting there, isn't he? He is. And then you've got Billing. Uh, Cliver as well seems to be adapting to English football better than I thought that he would. Because I wasn't sure what to make of Cliver. He does all right in Italy, but I thought, well, it's a, it's a, it's a very different game over here. But he mm. seems to be doing all right. He had a couple of opportunities uh, yesterday. Tavernier is just, it's just Tavernier, isn't he? He's just a Bournemouth legend. They're, I reckon they should have a statue of him outside the, uh, the stadium soon. Yeah. No. Um, but Fulham again. Where do they get their goals from, Ben? <laughs> Sake, mate, give it a rest. <laughs> poor old Fulham. Just get they Bert, poor. Bert Leno to just kick it a little bit further. Yeah, they were poor. Um, but yeah, he was a bit of a dick, uh, and quite frankly, he deserved that Sinistera goal to go straight past him into top bin territory. Oh yes, absolutely. But yeah, massive, massive win for Bournemouth again. 
as you said, uh, kind of weeks ago. They've definitely got their play style sorted now, and it's becoming effective. A fair Sorry, play to them. Um, Luton uh, Town again, mate. What a, what a, uh, an entertaining game that was. Three-two win for Luton. Oh yeah. Two own goals away from home as well. I think I think it was just Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United played really well for Sheffield United in that championship classic that we'll be having again next season, I'm sure. Um, but Luton seem to be a couple of wins now. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I think that's the first time I got back-to-back wins. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely in the Premier League, yeah. Um, 18 games, four wins, three draws, 11 losses, 15 points. They're one point behind uh, Everton. Uh, two points behind Forest, three points behind Palace. So, all to play for, for them. Uh, Sheffield, I think defensively, as we say, were just poor. Mm. Uh, I think I think even Wilder said, didn't he? We didn't get out to the cross uh, that came in for, mm. the, for the second goal, I think it was. Um, and, yeah, I... When you saw the first goal go through Fodderingham's legs, he honestly, he's just not a good goalkeeper. No, I feel for him because he's made some cracking saves this season. But the goals he's conceded, now I don't know whether this isn't helped by his defenders much, so it's hard to be able to judge too much. But well, some of them, they've come at him and you think, you've got to have that. that you've that got to have one that. Of them. It, it, regardless of how good, so so if that was me and you, in our you know professional weekly five-a-side amateur performances that we put on, if you're being beaten at your near post through your legs like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna be swearing at you. Yeah, and I, to be fair, I'd hold my hands up like that's my bad, my bad. Sorry, boys, that's, that's my fault. Yeah, which I think he probably did, but still, it's not it's not acceptable. Um, but look, no, very very well done to Luton Town football team. Absolutely, it's great. It is generally great to see them because just of who they are and their sort of their story recently. I think it's just. I don't think they'll stay up. I don't think no. they'll stay up. I think the three at the bottom are the three that's going to go down, which is unfortunate. But if Luton continue. They're in with a very slim chance. Very slim chance. Yeah. I just hope it goes towards the final week or two weeks before the end of the season. It, it would it be nice to see a bit of a scrap. Yeah, it would be nice to have a bit of a scrap. It'd be nice if, you know, Chelsea or United are down there. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, maybe maybe Forest, Everton, Palace maybe. Bournemouth could be drawn down into it. But No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Bournemouth will. I think they're, t- they're playing too well now. They'll, they'll they are, scrape some wins together. Uh, yeah, you never yeah, know though. Um, Liverpool Burnley, uh, a, a game that I think nobody had in doubt that Liverpool would win. Burnley played well. Yeah, Burnley played well, but I think we all, always knew, you know, the the gap in in sort of ability and skill wise. We always knew it'd be a solid Liverpool win. Nice two 0 seems pretty routine, really. Just just sort of looking at the league. I think Bournemouth are the most informed team. Actually. Yeah, they are. At the moment. Just going back on what I said. Yeah, they're the most informed team in the league. Impressive. It's insane. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Man United Villa. 
good game. Great comeback. Um, great comeback. The poor, poor, poor team in the first half. Um, they, yeah, Villa, Villa were all over it. Villa were great. Caught, the free kick from McGinn was a weird one. I just couldn't understand why Anana was was just flapping. Because that's why they what Anana com- does. That's all they he were then does. complaining. Like oh, I was offside. Look at Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey just ran away. Like he was there. You know, he was there to do something. Yeah, and he just went away. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, you know, you know, second half was a completely different team. Uh, Gonacho got a couple of goals, and and Hoyland's got his first goal of the, of the term. He did. Good old Hoyland. I don't know whether this will change things a little bit for him or not. I don't think it will just yet. It's probably a massive relief for him, but he, he's already scored five in the Champions League for him this season. So yeah. I don't think he's you know, nervous or you know, low on confidence or anything. It's I think it's what I touched on earlier. If he doesn't get the service, yeah. So if you're only getting one shot a game, then you're not always going to score that one shot. You need three or four shots in a game to be able to score a goal, generally speaking. But if generally. you're not getting those opportunities, I think in in two games, he had three passes to him from Garnacho and Anthony. And I was like, well, yeah. clearly he's not going to score them, is he? No. Can't give him shit no. for that. No, I I completely agree, but I think he I think he's going to come good. I think he I think he will do well. I think this will give him the confidence. I think this will give United the confidence, um, and I th- I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be still be fighting Tottenham for the top four, uh, and Villa as well. You could you could say, um, but they mm. are eight points off Villa now. Yeah, five points off Tottenham with Tottenham having a game in hand, so it's going to be a big up, uphill battle for them. But, you know, they, could, they could be up for the fight. Um, Liverpool finished top of top of the table. Hopefully, they won't finish the year top of the table. Um, but yeah, halfway through, and I think the league is looking juicy. It is, it's, especially at the top. It's definitely entertaining. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the fact that Villa are a bit of a surprise package. Yeah. Um, it's I, I don't like it, but it's quite nice to see different teams coming up there. I mean, Tottenham, I don't think anyone thought would be there or thereabouts in it. But, you know, they're only a couple of points behind, really. Well, four, four behind Arsenal, uh, six behind Liverpool. Albeit game in hand. It's interesting because it's the, the, hopefully the pressure on City, if they get another draw or something like that, just lets the other, the other guys kind of get away from it I think if they're only chasing one team it's a bit easier for them to focus on it like they yeah. like it was with us last season but the fact that Liverpool are up there and not dropping Villa you know they've dropped a few recently admittedly but you, you know you, you can't discount them and rule them out at the moment so hopefully City stumble again yeah fingers crossed uh, should we say should we say goodbye and we'll do a bit more of a roundup for the European football next week? Um, yeah, I think so. It's been a bit of a bumper episode, this, talking about our Christmas. Certainly is. But it's lovely to see you, mate. We need to go nice and have see a, you, mate. a few beers in person. Certainly will. Roll on 2024. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Take care. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please give us five star on your podcast provider, whatever one that may be, and help us hashtag drop the pod.